0: Get our Bible. I got chicken noodle soup waiting for me. I'm going to take partake of that. Do uh, be mindful of your health and uh, pray that you would uh, stay away from the gauntlet and uh, make it through the, on the other side. Uh, I can feel my voice kind of disappearing, so stay away from me. Don't touch anything I've touched. I'm washing my hands. I'm not making light of this. I've been washing my hands, and uh, I have some responsibilities, and I want to get them done, but I need to be careful, all right? I can feel it. So be be very, very careful as uh, as we go through, and let's pray for one another. I want to bring a message. Uh, there's just a lot of hurting going on in our church, just a lot going on, different aspects of it. and. Uh, Some uh, broken relationships, some uh, loss of loved one, and just uh, a lot of people need some comfort. And so I want to talk about that tonight. Uh, The title of the message tonight is Comforted to Comfort. Comforted to Comfort. And so as we're comforted by God, it is with an idea that we can comfort somebody else. And there's so many in our church that could use this. I was looking at uh, our song uh, that we sang on Friday night. It's one of our cantata songs this last Friday, and it was one of the main songs. The cantata was Shout the Good News, all right? And part of the song, uh, that song, there's a part in the middle that goes like this. It says, Comfort, comfort my people, says the Holy Lord who reigns on high. Comfort, speak comfort to my people, tell them that the Lord Has heard their cry. And that's a rendition and a a little bit of a paraphrase, and you'll find that in Isaiah chapter number 40, verses 1 to 4. All right? You'll find that whole phrasing in there. And then part of another song we sang was Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and you'll find that too in that Isaiah chapter number 40, verses 1 to 4. So I'm going to come along, and this is my Christmas message. This is my take on the Christmas message. And, uh, and uh, I can get away with it. We sang a Christmas song, so that ties in right here. And uh, God wants to have some comfort, all right, for those uh, that are going through uh, some difficult times. And uh, they said storms come uh, in our lives, and they, they come without our permission. Uh, they just come because we live in a sin, sin-cursed world, and so uh, they don't have to ask permission. They just come. And so maybe you're living in a very, 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 very nice part of your life, very calm season of your life, and you know what? Praise the Lord for the good times. But there's others that are living through some very tough, dark times. And uh, maybe after the message, we'll find that they can get encouraged, but at the same time, we can find some words we could use and some truths we could have to encourage them. So look at Second Corinthians here. Uh, chapter number one, Second Corinthians, uh, chapter number one, and verse number three. We'll start verse number three, uh, and we'll read through verse number seven. And so, let's stand again in honor of the Word of God. Uh, if you're able to, please stand and uh, follow along. Second Corinthians, chapter number one, and verse number three. It says, "Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." the Father of mercies, and then the God of all comfort, who uh, comforted us in all our tribulation, that he may be able to comfort them, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. See, the promises are really awesome here. The God of all comfort will comfort us in all our tribulation and gives us the power and grace so that we can comfort others in any of the trouble that they might have in their life. And it continues, verse number 4, By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And so does the title of the message is, Comforted to Comfort. And verse number 5, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, and so our, rest, our consolation is another word, very synonymous, similar to comfort. For our consolation also abounded by Christ. As much as suffering comes, God says, I equal that with as much and more comfort. And and the people were going through suffering here in Paul. Look at verse number six. And whether we be afflicted, and we'll find that word later defined, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as we are partakers of the sufferings, and here's the good news, so shall you be also of the consolation. And so God, the God of comfort, has comfort for you tonight. All right, let's pray. Lord, bless us as we look at this thought and as we relish, Lord, in the fact Uh, that you are a God of comfort and that you will give us comfort in times when we need it most. Lord, I pray that you'd help me, help me to be clear, help me to be uh, mindful of your spirit tonight and help those that are listening, even in live stream and those that are in their seats. Lord, bless our night and help us to find encouragement in you, in your word and in others through the way of comfort. Lord, bless us, we ask in Jesus' name Amen and amen. You may be seated. The idea of comfort is God bringing us near himself. It's the idea of God saying, are you hurting? Come near to me. And he's bringing us to himself. It would be just like a child, right? Uh, It would be just like a child that is hurting or somebody, maybe a child that's hungry or uh, maybe is sick. And they feel the need of comfort. They, they're going through something hard, all right? Even as a child, it's a picture how that a mom would say, come. And uh, come right over here. I'll take care of it, right? Uh, Mariah and I have a little thing going here. Uh, when Mariah gets hurt, she has learned that she can go to daddy and daddy can kiss the boo-boo. And that seems to hurt uh, help her in her mindset. I don't know. I don't know how long I can keep that up. But uh, that's what's happening. And so she falls down, and, or she bumps her head, and she'll go, uh, Dad, can you please kiss it? And she's trying to find comfort in the pain, even though that might be a little pain. It might not even be that great. But the idea of God saying that he's the God of all comfort, he's saying to any Christian that belongs to him, uh, any Christian and all Christian belongs to God. We're all child of God if you're saved tonight. He says, I'm the God of all comfort. Any kind of comfort you need, I'm able to give that to you. And so as a child, a picture of a child going to mom for comfort, God says, come to me if you need comfort. Come to me and get the comfort that you need. What does the 18 Webster Dictionary define comfort as? And so I looked it up, and comfort uh, defined by the 1828 Noah Webster Dictionary, is defined this: to strengthen the mind when depressed or enfeebled, to console, and that's the word consolation comes in. All right, to give new vigor to the spirit. All right, to encourage the spirit when it is down, to cheer, or relieve from depression or trouble, to assist or encourage relief from pain relief from distress of mind support consolation under calamity assistant and encouragement and that's the idea of the word comfort when you see it in the scripture all right it's not it's more than being comfortable all right as we define it in our day today maybe we use that word I'm comfortable, but comfort is encouragement, assistant. When we're going through something physical or something emotional, something mental, and something even spiritual, when we're battling our flesh and trying to win a victory, uh, we need God's comfort to help us, to encourage us so that we don't uh, be defeated. We're not depressed, we're not discouraged, and we're not disappointed. Because as we live our lives in this cursed world, as we live our lives in this sin-cursed world, we are bound to go through some difficulties. It's going to happen. Sooner than later, difficulties will come. All right, difficulties in relationship. Uh, Some people get married and they thought this is what marriage will bring forth. And they're suffering through some uh, maybe hopes shattered. Uh, the people that they thought they were going to marry is going to act a certain way, and they're not acting that way. And so it's bringing a problem at home. They, they ended up uh, going and moving uh, out of uh, another area of the country and going to another con- uh, part of the country, maybe another state, and uh, with hopes of a better job. And they get to that place, and they find that that job was not available to them. And so other things such of that nature, maybe somebody's going through school, and they didn't, they didn't quiet make the grades, and so forth and so on. And so difficulties are bound to happen in our lives, and disappointments, and discouragement, and depression. So praise the Lord that he promises comfort. He promises comfort. All the qualification you need to be comforted is this. Look at Matthew 5 and verse number 4. The only qualification you need is to be saved. You need to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And be sure that your Heavenly Father, your loving Heavenly Father will be there to give you comfort. But look at what it says in Matthew 5 and verse number 4. Part of the Beatitudes. Blessed are they that mourn. All you have to do is mourn. But what does the promise? For they shall be comforted. For they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Look at the idea of comfort is so important in God that one of the major promises of Scripture in the person of the Holy Ghost, he's referred to as a comforter. Look at John 14, verses 16 to 18. John chapter number 14, 16 to 18. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Meaning, Jesus is a comforter. That's understood in the the context of what he's saying here. If he's going to give us... Another comforter, that means we had a comforter with us. And who that was? That was Jesus. And look, in verse uh, 16, And give you another comforter, capitalized C, that he may abide with you forever. Verse number 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. And ye shall be in you, and verse number 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And what a thought. What a thought that God has that he will not leave us comfortless. He doesn't want to leave us in our depression. He doesn't want to leave us in distress of mind. He doesn't want to leave us afflicted. He doesn't want to leave us in our troubles. He promises comfort. He will come and give us comfort. His comfort is available to us in all our tribulation. The verse we read in 2 Corinthians chapter number uh, 1. His comfort is available to us in all our tribulation. But it's not just for us. It's for others too. As we have received comfort, we are then to receive, then we are to give it to others. Then we are give it to others. Uh, why do we need comfort? Because there's tribulation. Why do we need comfort? Because we live in a sin-cursed world, and with that it brings tribulation. And again, I looked up what the word tribulation means, all right? And I looked it up in context with the Word of God, and uh, it's not the great tribulation that we talk about in the book of Revelation. I'm not talking about that one, just the word tribulation itself and what it means, Looked it up on the dictionary and I got four things here for you, different words that I'll define that encompasses what the idea of the word tribulation is. So when you read the verse here, when you look at verse number four of first, uh, Second Corinthians chapter number one, when it says, who comforted us in all our tribulation, you can understand what he means by that. So number one, number one, we find the word trouble. The word trouble. And what does that define? The word trouble. It means to be busy in the sense of to cause to be much engaged or anxious. All right? Worried. Weary in being worried about life. Fretting. All right? That's part of tribulation. Uh, Sometimes uh, in our lives, there are some things that happen to us that make us worried. Uh, some of you young people are are part of your life uh, that uh, you need to uh, think about your future, and that can sometimes worry a young person, especially when a bunch of people ask you, what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life? You're done with high school, now what? Right? You're marriage in age. Why are you not married yet? And some of those questions can bring some pressure to you, uh, and so uh, you could be busy with that or others that, are, uh, that have maybe a family uh, or maybe are involved in, in running a business or other sorts of so, uh, such things, maybe having a family, a home. Uh, the cares of this world trouble us. Uh, where are we going to find enough money to feed our children? When are we going to have money so that someday uh, we can have enough? You know, and all of those things can be worrisome worrisome in our mind, and they can be a part of this, what the Bible talks about, tribulation, all right? Trouble, you're anxious. Now look at Second Corinthians chapter number 1. A lot of these verses are in my note, that's why I'm going quickly. If you want to write them down, go ahead, all right? right, uh, uh, Second Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 4. It says, Who comforted us in all our tribulation, That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. And there's the word we find. In any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, the famous verse we know is John chapter number 14. If your heart be troubled, believe in me. Uh, Believe also in God, right? Remember that verse in John chapter number 14, 1 to 4. Now that's talking about heaven. If you're lost tonight, you don't have to worry about that. You should not be troubled. You don't need to worry anymore. Just come to Jesus, because in that passage of Scripture, he says simply, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. What was troubling the disciples? They didn't know how to go to Jesus, where he was going. But Jesus said it simply, no, you don't have to worry. I'm the way. I will die for you, and I will save you from your sin. And so any trouble that we have, uh, God is able to give us encouragement and comfort. Now look at Psalms 94. Psalms 94:17 94, to verse number 19. Psalms 94:17 to verse number 19. It says there, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. Verse 18, when I said, my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, help me up. I almost fall. And you help me up, verse number 19. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. In the midst of trouble, you're thinking about a lot of things. You're, you're cumbered about with many troubles, as Martha was. And God says, be a Mary. Take a break. Take a break. You're cumbered about with, with many things. You're troubled. you got many thoughts in your brain. You know some people worry about what people think about them. Do you know that happens? And in, in, in it happens in our church. People are worried about what people think of them. If you're that way, I'm glad that you're concerned how you're behaving because you should be courteous. Yes, act properly. Think about what you're doing, all right? But let me give you a help. Let me give you a help. Instead of you worrying about how to perform and how to please people, won't you rest in Jesus? and his grace, and just rest in him, able to help you. And if you rest in him, not only will you please him, first of all, but you will have no problem pleasing those people that uh, you are sometimes worried about pleasing, all right? Uh, Don't be caught up in that uh, and being scared, but just rest in the Lord and his comfort. Here's another thought about tribulation. Uh, Another word that comes up in the definition, number two, affliction. Affliction. And what is affliction? It's the cost of continued pain of body or mind. I know a lot of people that are in continual pain. And that's hard. That's a hard thing to deal with. I know people in my life that have back problems, that they're in pain all the time. I I, I thank the Lord I don't have those things yet because I'm not God. I could have them. But by His grace, I don't have them right now. But I'm thankful. But how are they going to get help? Well, God promises them this thought of comfort. All right? Affliction, the cause of continued pain of body or mind. A sickness. All right? Losses. Grief in losing somebody you love. Calamity. uh, Adversity. Persecution. And that's the idea of, what uh, again, I go back to 2nd Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 4 when God says, Who comforted us in all our tribulation, not only trouble, but He also includes affliction. Now look at these verses in 1st Thessalonians chapter number 3. 1st Thessalonians chapter number 3, verses 1 to 8. 1st Thessalonians chapter number 3, verses 1 to 8. Uh, if you get there, just follow along. I'm going to read it now. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone. Verse number 2. And sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Verse 3. That no man should be moved by these afflictions. Now, there's something going on that they were being afflicted. I believe it was persecution. Uh, verse uh, three continues, for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. All right? Paul knew that. Paul knew that he served Jesus Christ. And if the world hated your master, it would also hate you, the servant. He knew that. And so this is happening. He says uh, that no man should be moved by this affliction. For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. Verse number four. Now, we have not tasted that in America. I don't know if we will before it's all over. I'm not sure. It might come. I'm not sure. Verse number four, for verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass, and ye know. Verse five, for this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you and our labor be in vain. See, the concern Paul had, even though in persecution and in all these problems he's having, is for these people. I love that about Paul. We should think about that. Uh, the harder it is for us, the more we love to hear and be a minister to other people. Look at it says in verse number 6. But now, when Timotheus came from you unto us and brought us good tidings of your faith and charity... And that ye have good remembrance of us always, desiring greatly to see us, as we also to see you. There's a brotherly love there, kindness. Verse 7. Therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. All right. For now we live if we stand fast in the Lord. In the midst of all these persecutions. Paul was looking for some comfort, some encouragement, some assistance in this pain that he was going through. And he sent Timotheus to the church here to see what was going on. And Timotheus came back with great report that they were doing great in their faith. And because of that, he was comforted. We'll we'll see three, three things ahead of our, I don't want to be ahead of the message, but three things later, how God uses to comfort us. It's his word, it's him, himself, and his people. And so we see that in here, that the faith of these uh, these churches that Paul was so in love with uh, comforted him. And so uh, I want to bring that on point later. So we see in affliction, uh, comfort can come. Another thing we see because of tribulation, we need comfort, not only in trouble, not only in affliction, but number three, in distress. In distress. And what is distress? Extreme pain. Anguish of mind. You know, some people are, might not be suffering physically, but they're going through some mental malady and mental problems and mental health that is needed to be helped by the comfort of God. And there might be around us, it might be in our in, in our midst that are going through some very difficult things. You know, being abused, being abused as a child, being taken advantage of. You know what I mean? I don't want to elaborate this can cause some mental, mental pain and trauma. Uh, Some men that go off to war and see things that no man should ever see has caused some mental problem and damage. And guess what? God's solution. You think God's silent on all of that? No, my friends, those that are suffering. God is not silent in any of that. He says, I'm the God of all comfort, and I will give you comfort. I will aid you. I will help you. I will be a support to you. I will come to relieve of that pain. I will come to relieve of that anguish and of that distress. That's my God. And he's a great God. He's the God of all comfort. And he says he's able to comfort us in all our tribulation. All of it. There's not one tribulation you're going through. There's not, there's not one trouble you're in. There's not one affliction that you're in. There's not one distress that you're in that God cannot come through and says, I can lift you out of it. That's my God. and That's your God. I want to encourage you. If you need God's comfort, let me tell you. I'm going to go home tonight. I, 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 would, have, I would have brought it as an illustration. I forgot. But I have some fleas blankets. And the the temperature of the house is just right. But you know what I need to do? I'm going to put on my recliner. I'm going to put some tea. uh, And I'm going to drink some tea. And I'm going to watch the highlights of the bill. Some of you guys are watching right now, a bunch of losers. Just kidding. You're not a loser. Somebody's taxing me the points right now. But, uh, But at any rate, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to wrap myself with that blanket and find some comfort physically. But let me remind you uh, that, that that blanket can only do me so good. But God is just like that blanket. You've got some mental problems that going, you're going through. You have, some, you have some bitterness. You have some unforgiveness. There's something, a trauma that you've gone through. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm just a preacher of the word of God. But when I studied this word comfort, I was encouraged to know that God cares for every kind of hurt and every kind of pain, whether it be mental, physical, spiritual, or uh, in any shape or form emotional. He can be that blanket over you. He can be that blanket over you that can help you in distress. Look at First Thessalonians chapter number 3 and verse number 7. Therefore, brethren... We were comforted over you in all our affliction. And the other word is there, and distress by your faith. The same, the same verse I read earlier. Not only in affliction, but also in distress. Lastly, number four, we need comfort because we live in a sin-cursed world. It's the fault of sin. And we chose to sin, and so we fall and bound to face some of these things as we live on this earth. Uh, number four, vexation. Vexation, vexation, what that is? Uh, To irritate, to make angry by little provocations, to plague, to torment, to harass, to disturb, to disquiet, to agitate. And so this vexation, we know that to be uh, a very, very popular uh, word I believe in the book of Ecclesiastes, correct? But look at this verse in Psalms, chapter number six. In fact, if you have time, read the whole Psalms, chapter number six. I'm going to give you a few a few thoughts there to kind of bring this to you, that God, even in in, in you feeling vexed, part of your tribulation, God can give you comfort. It says in Psalms six, and verse number two, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me. For my vo- bones are vexed. I wish I can develop uh, chapter number 6 of Psalms. He talks about all the problems. He just lists them. Boom, 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 boom. And then at the end of it, towards the end, you'll find in verse number 6, he gives you the solution. And look at what is the solution. Psalms 6 and verses 6 to 9. You'll find, I am weary with my groaning. Do you get tired of being tired? Some of us have been sick for a while and we're tired of being sick. We're sick and tired of being sick. I am weary with my groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. And sometimes to get through life, we cry about it. We cry. Verse number nine. Mine eye is consumed. Mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxed old because of all mine enemies. Verse number eight. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. For the Lord, here's the hope that comes in now. For the Lord had heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord had heard the voice of my weeping. Verse number nine. The Lord had heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. And that's the comfort that even in a place where you're vexed and you're and you have no more energy left. Talking about inspiration, there's none of it. You're not inspired. You're just you're just tired. I'm just I'm just I just had it. And God says, Let me come along. Let me come along, my daughter, let me come along, my son. And let me let you know that I've been hearing the voice of your weeping. And I can help you. I can encourage you. And you there's nothing else you could do but cry. God says, I, I can help you. I can help you. And so again, the verse here in Second Corinthians chapter number one, verse number four who comforted us in all our tribulation. Think of, of that verse and think of trouble. Think of affliction. Uh, think of distress. Think of vexation, and you'll find that God says, I can cover all of it. I can help you with all of it. I'm the God of all comfort, as it says uh, in verse uh, number three. Three places we receive comfort from God, and you notice them if you were watching, even in Paul's life, it was other Christians that God used to bring him comfort. It was God himself, or it was his word. And we'll look at some of those tonight. So uh, three places we receive comfort from. God himself, point number one. Look at Second Thessalonians, chapter number 2, 16 to verse number 17. Second Thessalonians, chapter number 2, 16 to verse number 17. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which had loved us and had given us everlasting what? Consolation, comfort. And good hope through grace. And if if that's not clear, verse 7 comes and says, Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Uh, God himself can be our consolation. Psalms 86 and verse number 17. Show me a token for good. Show me a token for good. The day which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, has hope in me. And that's a word meaning helped, hope in me and comforted me. Look at Psalms 72, Psalms 77, verse number two, Psalm 77, verse number two, and then later 10 to verse number 14. Look at Psalm 77 and verse two. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. That's a good thing to do in time of tribulation for it will come. Seek out God. Find where he is. He's near every one of us. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. And you thought it would have stopped there. But he continued and look at the hope that he found in verse number 10. And I said, this is my infirmity. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Verse 11, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared Thy strength among the people. What's the solution that this brother had in that he was in his infirmity and he, his soul even refused comfort? What did he find? God was enough. God was enough. God was enough. And he could find encouragement. He just had to remember who God is. Have you forgotten who God is? He's the God of the impossible. And he can do what you cannot. Number two, another place that God uses to give us comfort, not only God Himself, but number two, God's Word. God's Word. Look at Psalms uh, one nineteen. And the whole chapter one nineteen is all about the Word of God. It's in the middle of the Bible. It's all about the Bible. Uh, has the longest uh, chapter in it. Amazing. Look at this Psalms one nineteen, verses forty nine to fifty. Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Verse 50. This is my comfort in my affliction. What is it? For thy word had quickened me. Pastor Cole said something powerful this morning that I hope you did not miss. He said something powerful. He said about doctrine. And you know what that is? his teachings. It's truth. Founded in this word, he said this, it will not go away. It will not go away. And so may I ask you, when you are in trouble, when you are in trouble, when your heart condemns you, God says, God is greater than your heart. When you doubt your salvation because the devil whispers to you, because he wants you to be discouraged, because he doesn't want you to have confidence, because then you won't tell other people, and he will keep you down. And when your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. And you can go back to the truth of the word of God when it says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you can find that that to be a truth. You can anchor your soul no matter how you feel that day. It's amazing what God has. And so may I say, if you want to find comfort, you have to find it in God himself. And you have to find it in God's word. And if you are thinking in your mind, you're not going to go through it, you're not going to have difficulties, and you're not going to have disappointments, sorry, you live on planet Earth, you will. Let me stop you right now. You will. You will go through problems. You will lose people you love. You will have trouble. They said that, the, that, that somebody that's born not many days after, the, fly, the sparks fly upward. The minute you're born, there's problems because of the sin-cursed world. It's not going to take away. It's not going to be get uh, all of that's not going to be 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 removed until heaven comes. But while we're on earth, God gives us a con- God gives us consolation. God gives us comfort. You can go through this because I will be your sustainer. I will help you. I will assist you. I will get you through by my comfort. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4.18. Remember the rapture? What does it say at the very end of that? It says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And they're the words of God. That God is coming back for us, his church. Can't wait for the trumpet to blow. And even so, Lord Jesus, come. Come quickly. Number three, not only can you find comfort in God himself and God's word, lastly, God's people. God's people. Be around God, be around God's word, and be around God's people. And guess where you find all of them? In the church. Hallelujah for the church. Hallelujah for the church. The verse we, we read earlier, we see that uh, the psalmist says that there's a special place for the sanctuary. This is the sanctuary of God where God meets with his people in our day, in our local assembly, in Faith Bible Baptist Church in New York. This is where he meets. There's something special about this place. And I've seen God do amazing things right here in this place. And I can't wait for God to do some more. And he's doing some more. Souls get saved here. Uh, people get called in the ministry here. People serve in, 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 in capacities of, of, of amazingness here. It's amazing. What God has done. God's people is a source of encouragement. Look at Romans 1 and verse number 12. Romans 1 and verse number 12. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. There's something about it. Have you ever felt this when you went, when you go some foreign country or you go some foreign state, and you go to a church, there's a Bible-believing church, and somebody is saved in that building, and they come and talk to you, and you just feel it. That brother is saved. That sister is saved. Imagine heaven someday when we'll meet all the saved, blood-bought, child of God. we're going to be a place up there? It's going to be a wonderful place. What an encouragement. What an encouragement. I know sometimes we annoy you. You know, sometimes we're, we're we're probably the cause of most pains in your life. You know why? Because God has chosen for us to be together. And sorry, you get to see the worst of us. But you can also see the best of us. And so stick around. Be a part of us. All right? Let's do it with God. Let's be encouraged by one another. I hear your testimony. I've heard uh, people getting saved that you talk to. That encourages me. That, that gives me comfort. That gives me uh, uh, joy. You know, it's really neat. As we have received comfort, let us be a part of God's encouragement team. Right? To help others when they need comfort. Let me give you the last two uh, passages and we'll be done. 1 Thessalonians 5. 11, and also verse number 14. First Thessalonians five, eleven, and verse number 14. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. So you're doing it now, hopefully. Keep doing it. That's what he says. Verse 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, Warn them, admonish them. Let them know the error of their way. Let them know. Don't, don't shun from helping somebody that's going the wrong way. Do it kindly. Do it, do it with heart. Do it with, uh, with utmost sincerity. But tell people so that they don't go the way of destruction. They might not receive your admonition well, but you will not, you will not, you will not feel bad someday. Because we're all watchmen and we're watching. You know, it's sad that Cain says, am I my brother's keeper? And the truth about it all is, guys, that Jesus that I know preaches this truth. You are your brother's keeper. We're responsible to each other. And we have a responsibility with each other. And let us help one another. If you see a brother doing something wrong, admonish them. Find favor with God and man. Find favor with them to tell them the error of their way. Don't let them keep going the wrong way. Save them, warn them, tell them the truth. Love them. If you're going to preach hard, you better love hard. You better love hard. It goes a lot farther if you're going to preach hard, if you have loved hard. If you don't love and you preach hard, you're going to scare a bunch of people. Love them and then show them the truth of God's word. Now I exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 7. Uh, you're there. I'm there. Second Corinthians chapter number 7 and verse number 4. 2 Corinthians 7 verse number 4 uh, through verse number 7. Great is my boldness of speech toward you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. For when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. We're not talking about this. Comfort is not, the out, it's not being comfortable. I hope you got that by this point. All right. It's not being easy. It's not being with no problems. All right. Look at it, says, it continues, verse 6, Nevertheless, God, you have a nevertheless in your life? Nevertheless, God, that comforted those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus. And so God uses himself, God uses his word, and God uses people to comfort you. And maybe God is going to use you to comfort a brother or sister. And there's a lot that needed this time in our church. A lot. And you could be the instrument that God can use to be the consolation. Would you want to be the consolation prize? I know you didn't win, so you feel bad about that. So let me give you a consolation prize. No, that's, that's not the right thing. Here's a quote, and I'll be done. God does not comfort us to make us comfortable necessarily, but to make us comforters. God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. Because as you see the verse we read in 2 Corinthians chapter number one, God says, I'm the God of all comfort. I will comfort you in all your tribulation. And then I will empower you and give you grace for grace. And now you can comfort somebody The way I comforted you. And so Christian today. There's tribulation in people's lives. There's trouble. There's afflictions. There's distresses. There's vexation. But God uses himself. And God uses his word. And at times he'll use you. Can I challenge you today. To be a part of God's encouragement team. And comfort somebody that needs it today. Let's pray. Lord. Bless us, help us to be empowered, and help us as we have received comfort, as we have been comforted. Help us now then to comfort somebody else. In Jesus' name, amen.